Hey you guys, welcome to episode 22 of the show. I'm super excited that you guys are joining me again um, and I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it if you guys would um, share this out. You can just take a screenshot of it and add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories um, and don't forget to tag me at Morris Kristen. I would also really like it very much if you guys would just share some of your takeaways. I know I've had several people over the last few weeks starting to send me messages and let me know you know, I listened to so-and-so episode, and I'm telling you, um, it is it is the Lord speaking through me that I'm able to give you some sort of encouragement. So I just, I greatly appreciate it whenever you guys share those things with me. Um, as I have stepped outside of my comfort zone and tried this new thing that I never, ever imagined possible, I'm learning that God is blessing me um, with words that I never thought that I would be able to share with people, um, and just allowing me to share my story in so many different ways. Um, and as I'm sharing that, I feel like it's important for me to let you all know that you're not alone in whatever struggles you're dealing with. You are not um, by yourself. You are you are not the only person on this planet that has been dealing with the things that you're facing right now. And so I want to encourage you through this podcast um, in any way that I possibly can. And through that, I hope that you are seeing God's light um, shining through uh, through this through this show. And so um, if if you don't mind, just letting me know what your takeaways are. And if you you could just give me a review um, on whatever platform it is that you're listening to and. And definitely give me those five stars and share this with your friends. So with nothing else, I'm just going to go ahead and get started and talk to you guys today. Last episode, I talked a lot about vulnerability. And I shared with you guys about how when you allow yourself to become open, um, you really do create this um, this compassion or empathy towards other people. And not only that, you allow them to see your struggle and and even even whenever you haven't overcome the struggle, they see that you're dealing with it and that you're open and honest with it. And it really helps them to be able to to push through. And it's it's interesting because as you do that and you eventually get to the other side and you come through a situation, uh, that glory that you have or that that witness or testimony that you have is so empowering to other people. And so I kind of want to go a little bit further with that. Uh, and I was, I was, I've, I've really been toying around and just thinking on this topic for now a few days since the last episode. And God has really been working on me. Um, I could feel my emotions getting really rampant lately, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's, um, you know, if it's, it's definitely not the time of the month. I don't know what in the world it is, but I just know that my heartstrings have been pulled in a lot of directions lately. And through that, I can also feel that the devil is trying to test me. And I know that whenever things like that, I'm starting to get teared up right now just thinking about it. I know that whenever things like that happen, when we start to face opposition, it's because we're, we're at the place of a breakthrough. And if we don't continue to press forward and we don't continue to push through, then we're never ever going to receive, receive whatever it is that God has for us on the other side of it. And so that's partly why I want to continue this conversation with you um, today. And I, I sat down and I, I wrote some things down, but I also, I pray that God would just allow me to be used in a way that he would, um, he would speak to you. And let you know that things are going to be okay. Um, and so I, as I start out today, I want to tell you a story. Um, and I think stories are super important. Lately, uh, my team and I, we've, we've really been uh, sitting down and sharing 
our story and sharing things that we have been through. And it's funny because every time that I share my story, I feel like it's the same. But then I also learned something else about myself. Looking back, we all have different parts of our story, um, whether we realize it or not. We just we have things that we go through. And then when certain things like come up in the future, we look back and we go, oh my gosh. And then you forget about things that have happened. But as I was dwelling on this topic of vulnerability and kind of just remaining open uh, to situations that we deal with, this story really popped in my mind. And it takes me back to when I was in college. You guys, I've shared with you that I used to sell Mary Kay when I was in college. And I did share that with you. And, I, and I've told you guys about how my husband and I struggled financially those first few years of marriage because he was the only one working and we had a newborn. Um, but what I didn't share with you, or maybe I have, I don't know, Something I didn't share with you was the fact that in addition to, so, okay, let me back up a little bit. So after we got married, I knew that I was going to college. That was kind of a a thing. My my husband proposed to me when I was 17 years old, the night before I took the the ACT. I'll never forget it. Um, I used to work at CVS Pharmacy and... um, I had just gotten off work. I was wearing my CVS shirt and my khaki pants, and I went to my boyfriend, which is now my husband, went to his house after work, and I got off work pretty late. It was like 10 o'clock, and I went to his house, and oblivious to to his new haircut and his, his dressed up clothes and, you know, all of the things, I was like, I guess just kind of, you know, whatever. And he was being super sweet. We had the night all planned out. It was just me and him at his house. And he shared he shared a house with his brother, but his brother wasn't there. And anyway, to make a long story short, he proposed. I was 17 years old and had no idea what I was getting myself into. But I said, yes, I knew that God had put him into my life. And um, I knew that what we had was special. So I said, yes. Anyway, fast forward, I graduated. I, that was in October of 2005. And then we got married in June of 2006. And so um, my dad, when because uh, my husband is so old-fashioned, he went to my parents and asked them before he proposed to me. And he said, um, can, I, can I marry your daughter? And my dad was like, uh, <laughs> she's 17. Like, really? Is this really, really happening right now? Kind of the same way that I was when he proposed to me. But anyway, needless to say, my dad said yes, but she's wanting to go to college and I'm asking all all I'm asking is that you don't you don't stand in the way of that. And of course Ronnie, he's super supportive. He pushed me and he said, "Yes, we're going to do this." So when I started college in um August of 2006 after I graduated high school, we'd been married for a couple of months. Um and I had actually gotten a job at the local phone company um, that's right here in our community. My aunt worked there, and she helped me get the job. And I was super excited about that. So the plan was for me just to work part-time at the phone company, and I was going to go to school and try to work my schedule around so that I could work, you know, some hours of the day. And it, things were going great. Well, then, um, of course, Riley popped up. And <laughs> in October of that year, we found out that I was pregnant. And I was only two months into college, my freshman year, 18 years old, little baby, and scared half to death. Well, fast forward uh, to the next next couple of years of our marriage and how hard things were. Um, I eventually could not work at the phone company. I had to quit because it was just too much becoming, um, a mom and trying to juggle school. And so I, I, I took that time off, but then the money just became really a problem. And so I started to look for other ways of making money. And one of those things was starting my Mary Kay business. And the other was, um, starting to clean houses. And so that was a quick way for me to make money. And I, 
I've always proud, um, been super proud of myself in my work ethic. I've always tried to push and, and look and see what else can I do um, to be better, to grow. Well, little did I know that was going to be the downhill spiral for me of just work, 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 work all the time. Um, but that was all I knew. Anyway, basically, I literally would go to school all day and then I would come home um, or I would have a change of clothes in the car and I would keep my cleaning supplies in the back of my car and I would go clean a house after school. And then after school, I would go and hold a Mary Kay party. Well, if you know anything about Mary Kay and I'm not knocking the company cause I did enjoy that experience. Um, it was difficult and it was challenging, but I, I did well in that company and anyway, and I enjoyed it. It was fun. The thing that you need to know about this company is that cleaning houses and Mary Kay, (laughs) they're not necessarily the same, you know, they don't really go together. So (laughs) let me, let let me just tell you a quick story. So I, I, one day I got out, I got out of school. I think I'd been at school all day. I don't remember. It was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. I got finished with classes and then I went to one of the houses that I cleaned and I spent a couple of hours there, um, cleaned the house. I was it was, it was like a Friday night, I think it was. And I was so exhausted. And if you're a young mom and you do all of that kind of stuff, you probably can relate. Well, I, I was tired and I had a party to go to and it was actually someone that I had recruited. It was, it was a friend of mine. She had recruited, I, or I, I'd recruited her. She had joined me in the business and this was like her, um, her debut. Like she was, this was her party. She was coming out and we were celebrating her and getting her business launched. Well, I showed up. The The party, I think, started at like five or six. And I told you I'd been cleaning house. And I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, oh, yeah. And by the way, I was also student teaching when this happened. So classes, student teaching. Wow. Let's just, you know, let's just pile some more on. Anyway, I got there and I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. It was jeans day at school. And I was completely exhausted, completely wiped out. And my director, um, the, the girl who had recruited me, she was there and I got out of the car and I started walking into the house and she stopped me and she looked at me and she told me to get myself back in my car and go home and change my clothes that I had no business being there the way that I was. And for a moment, I, my heart, cause y'all I'm a people pleaser. I hate to say it, but I am. My heart fell into my stomach and I was so sick. And I, I, at that point I was like, who is she to tell me? She has no idea what I've been through today. She has no idea how tired I am. I don't even, I I can't even go home and hold like to take care of my own baby. Like I was, I was done and I got in the car and I drove home just so that I could change my clothes. And I cried. Y'all, I cried the whole way home. And it was about five or 10 minutes. I got home and I changed my clothes and I, I put on the skirt and I put on the pantyhose and I put on the heels and I fixed myself up and I drove back to that party and I smiled through it. And I know that there are people that are listening to this right now and you probably have maybe not, you know, had a Mary Kay party where someone told you that you needed to go home and change your clothes because you weren't appropriate, but you've been told something and you just, you lost it. Well, that party went on that night, but by the end of that night, I started to evaluate myself and I started to think about the reason behind why she told me what she told me. 
And then I stopped and I I had to evaluate myself. And I'm telling you this today because I feel like there are times in our life when people will do or say something to us and we take it personally or we take it to heart and we fall completely apart or we do the opposite and we blow up like a bomb. And I, I can almost promise you most women You've been in either of those situations, if not one or both. You've, you've definitely been through something like this before. And I want to remind you through this, thinking, thinking about um, my director and her, her coming outside and her meeting me halfway across the yard and her telling me to get back in my car. Now, I don't, I don't know that maybe she handled it in the right way. She probably could have been a little bit nicer. But I do know that her heart was in the right place. That night wasn't about me. That night was about my recruit. That night was about her business launch and the way that Mary Kay presents themselves and the value of women and the empowerment. And I know that what she was trying to tell me was, is that if I walked through that door in the jeans and a t-shirt, sweaty from cleaning a house, that I wasn't having respect for my recruit and that I, she deserved better from me. And so I say that because you know, whenever, when people offer, because most of the time what happens is you're going through something or you're dealing with something and people will offer that constructive criticism and you take it to heart and you think, oh my gosh, they hate me or I'm not doing my best or, you know, I'm never ever going to measure up. Like those are real thoughts that most people have in their head. They think about and they literally fall apart. They feel like they're they're not the one that should hold this position or they're the one that, you know, oh, you know what? I was wrong. There's no way that I can do this. There's no way this is not for me. I don't know what in the world I was thinking. And that's our mindset. That's what happens. And honestly, I fully believe, I fully believe that that little voice that's in our head that's speaking to us and telling us those things that we're not worthy or we're not of value or that we're not important or that we'll never be good enough, that's the enemy. He's speaking to us and he's telling us that we are not enough. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. I'm here to tell you that God has called you. He has, he has set a mark on you that you are important. You are of value. And whether or not someone has the best intentions, whether they're offering constructive criticism or whether they're just being a flat out jerk, that's not about you. You still can be what God has called you to be. Now, if someone gives me constructive criticism and they tell me like my my director did, you know, I have to be human enough or willing enough to step up and go, you know what? She's right. Yeah, I I mean, maybe I should have either if I if I didn't feel like I could handle the the amount of work that I'd placed on myself, maybe I should have, you know, switched my schedule around or not committed myself so much, you know? Another thing I, I want to remind you about, I'd heard this a while back, like, I don't know, a long time ago. Someone told me one time they said, you know, people are like garbage cans. We are. I mean, you think about it. What do you put in a garbage can? Trash. Well, if the trash, if people continue to put trash in the can, you know, what happens? How about you moms? You know, your kids go in there. My child the other day, she popped a bowl of popcorn and then she was dumping the bowl trash can was full. She poured the bowl of popcorn into the top of the trash that was already running over popcorn kernels all over the floor. And I told her, I said, what in the world are you doing? (laughs) Do you not see that the trash can is full? You can't put anything else in it. 
And that's how people are. When the trash can is full and we're, we don't have enough left, you just spill over the sides. And often when people blow up on you, it's because their trash can is full. They've been dealing with enough junk over and over and over and over and over again, dealing with people saying those words to them that they're not good enough or they're not of value or having to deal with the emotions or problems of people that are around them or having to deal with marital issues or having to deal with problems with their kids or having to deal with there's not enough money at home or having to deal with the stressors of jobs. And all of that, eventually, it it causes a person to lose their minds, honestly. And so when people blow up, Often it's not about you in the first place. And so for me, I have to step back and I have to go, you know what? I feel for them. That wasn't directed to me at all. I happened to be the person that that ended up receiving, but it wasn't about me. So what can I do to offer a solution to this person? How can I help? How can I, you know, am I going to blow up back at them? Absolutely not. Now we're human, do we? Yes, we screw up. But it's our responsibility to step up and go, you know what? I'm so sorry. I can see what you're dealing with. And I can see that me asking this question or whatever, it's, it's one more thing. And I want to be able to he- be here for you. I want to be the one that's going to make this better for you. What can I do to help? So where do you stand? Something else I, I want to point out to you is whenever you have someone um, who offers something to you or tells you something and you you all of a sudden get to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, what in the world? You know, you're, you've got that mindset where the enemy's speaking to you and you're feeling some type of way about yourself. Where are you standing? Because maybe that person, you know, maybe they're not full of trash. Maybe they're not spilling out over you. Maybe they are offering that constructive criticism or maybe they are trying to help or maybe you you really just took a comment that they made way out of context. It wasn't about you at all. They said something and you immediately started to think and feel a way, but there was nothing malicious involved in what they were saying to you at all. Unfortunately, that is something else that we do deal with. And so when that happens, I encourage you to stop and go, what, what am I dealing with? Where do I stand? What is my mindset like? Am I, do I have a terrible attitude because I don't sleep enough? Or do I have a terrible attitude because I'm dealing with certain situations? Do I have a terrible attitude because I'm not taking care of myself? Therefore, I'm, I'm blowing up and exploding on everyone or I'm taking everything personally. Where is it that you stand? So I'm going to offer a few things to you. I'm going to tell you just a couple of things that I feel like you should do in order to, um, to handle situations like this a little bit better. Number one, make a conscious choice. Now, that's going to look like you stopping because I, my sister-in-law, she tells me all the time, she said, I don't have a filter. My, my, my sister's like this too. I don't have a filter. It just comes in my head and it just comes out of my mouth. I can't help it. But I encourage you, and, and I've watched my sister-in-law and my sister both. That's like something that they've been working on. I've been so proud of them. But I think about almost like you have that filter in your brain. You know, when someone says or does something to you, you don't immediately fly off the handle at them or you don't immediately take it to heart. Maybe it hurt a little bit in the beginning, but instead of you lashing back out at them or you start talking down to yourself like you're not worthy or you don't measure up, instead you evaluate the situation. You think about it. You think before you react. 
you start to understand that, you know, it wasn't about me in the first place. Or, yeah, I'll recognize that that person's dealing with something. And then you make that conscious choice. You decide what it is that you're going to do. If it's that person is just full of trash and they're just at you, they're just spilling over. Your conscious choice might be, how do I help this person? If, if it's this person is a jerk and they don't have anything better to do than just to be ugly, then do I need to block them out of my life? Do I need to set a boundary? Do I, na- do I need to just you know not confide in this person anymore because they're not going to do anything but tear me down? Or is it, hey, it's me. It's my attitude. It's my fault. Like I really need to start thinking more about where I stand. Make that choice. Think about what it is that you can do to make it better. Not only for you, but for others. Because we all know, you all know that, you know, regardless of where that other person stands, your attitude can affect the people that are around you. So it's up to you. It's like breaking a cycle. You know, if someone's ugly to you, are you going to continue to be that way to other people? Absolutely not. You're not. No. Because God has called us to be salt and light in this world and I want to do my best, no matter what experiences I've been through, I want to do my best to encourage others to be the best that they possibly can be. And not only can they be the best person that they possibly can be, but how can I empower them? How can I inspire them to be better? How can I help them to feel more confident in their walk or in their journey? And you can do that too. I encourage you to stop and I encourage you to think about whatever it is. And and I'm here to tell you, if you are that person who's dealing you're struggling and you're all up in your emotions like I've been lately. Stop and reflect. Think about what it is that you can change in your life so that things can grow stronger and better. And I'm here to encourage you. I'm in here. I'm just I'm here to inspire you. I'm here to impress upon you that that call on the name of the Lord. Reach out to him because I'm telling you, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he says that if you just cast those cares upon him, He will take care of your every need. I love you all. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless.